Ah, oh, he's coming through hard and fast. We did it. <laughs> We're only, only 11 minute delay. Yes. We're, uh, we're improving every week on these technical New records. New record. <laughs> oh. How are you, Nick? Doing good, brother. Doing good. Just coming off of an IWA show yesterday. I'm burnt as hell. Um, <laughs> was it an outdoor first event? Out, first, out, first outside show that I, I've done with IWA, and it, it was an experience. It, it, it was so cool. Oh, brilliant. What? Well, I wanted to ask you about that. Yeah, nice. you've led us right into it. Yeah. Um, like, what is it like working for IWA? Obviously, you're you're working sort of in the wrestling in a different space, right? You're kind of you're actually involved in I... like the culture. So, what what is it like doing that? You're a ring announcer, right? Yes. So, what's it like, uh, sort of being being yeah amongst it? So, uh, my first my first gig with IWA. It actually didn't even start as ring announcing. It started off on Intensity, their YouTube show. I was kind of the uh, in-between match hype-up guy. And uh, (laughs) my promoter messages me at the end of the season, and he's like, so I got a crazy idea. I'm like, oh, God, I don't, okay, (laughs) what what, what do you got for me? And he's like, how would you feel about being the new uh, ring announcer for IWA? You were pretty much doing the same thing for intensity anyway. I'm like, you were planning this, weren't you? <laughs> like, you were, you're like, you were sitting there plotting this. I'm like, you know what? I'm in. I'm, uh, I'm in. Fuck it. You know what? Let's do it. Let's have some fun. So nice. uh, I did two shows. Uh, yesterday, they brought in our OG ring announcer, Shane. Shout out Shane Fair, my boy, my mentor. Um, we broke ground yesterday, so he took over for the show and I kind of just sat there and watched and I picked up a lot of new things that I can use to help advance my skill. It was a crazy time yesterday. It was full of fucking great Mexican food. It was, oh my God, beautiful weather. (laughs) I enjoyed every minute of it. Nice. So you find, so you find like the, the ring announcing and all that stuff, it compliments sort of what you're trying to do on the podcast too, or they both go sort of hand in hand, I would imagine, right? So once I became a ring announcer, I started incorporating my ring announcing to um, interviews on my podcast. I literally mm-hmm. like, you know, height, weight, where they're from, uh, monikers, mm-hmm. everything. Like I just started incorporating it to kind of give myself more practice on the off time, mm-hmm. but at the same time, put over my guest as much as I possibly can. Brilliant. You sound like you're made for it. So where, where, like, where do you see it going? Like, what's, what's the, what's the ultimate goal of a ring announcer for you? Like dynamite? A lot lot of people have asked me what my end game is when it comes to this. And for the most part, it's been a pretty simple end game so far. I want my brand to be one of the top brands out there. And if by me, being the face of that brand, not only behind, like on the podcast itself, but in public. Fuck it. Let's have fun. Let's do it. Not only that, right. plus I have a very, a very big spot in my heart for IWA. Yeah. Um, I started going there when I was a fan. Um, mine and Brandon's father actually passed away about five years ago and they did a 10 bell salute for him. And then, um, nice. af- and then after that, Frank, who is our promoter, put my brother on as a referee and then started um, building up his career outside of his training ground. So he gave my brother a real first shot. And then he just knew me as his brother and a fan. And then that's when I was approached about ring announcing. And I'm like, you know what? I, I give all every ounce of respect i give every ounce of love i can to frank because without him i probably wouldn't be as far as i am right now nice shout outs to frank frank Frank. fresh hey yo puppy check it out (laughs) (laughs) oh man well gotta say very very envious of you actually you know, working within the industry and getting to see sort of that side of it. I, I, I personally sort of gravitate to 
other podcasts who do sort of get involved in the business too. I'm I've I've said it before. I'm a particular. I, I'm a, a big fan of the Java Tears podcast, right? And w- one part of one big part of why I really love them is all of them work in the wrestling scene too. Like one of them's a referee, one's wrestler, and um, one is a uh, actually wrestling promoter with Battle Club Pro. So it's always like, I mean, we talk about the big shows, WWE, AEW and everything, but it's always like, I'm always particularly interested in people who are not digging through the weeds, but are, are sort of are, are with are, are doing things that aren't talked about as much. You know what I mean? Facts. A hundred percent. I think I have my biggest, my biggest ring announcing name to date as of next month. Uh, next month, June, either 22nd or 24th, whatever one falls on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, I will be announcing Samoan Dynasty member Lance NOI. Mm. Nice. How does that feel when you get, like, how does that feel now looking forward to that and just thinking, shit, you- like. So I virtually know everybody in the locker room. I talk to a bunch of the guys on a basis um, I treat everyone like they're my boys pretty much. Like I don't see yeah. anyone in the locker room. I see them as wrestlers, but I also see them as like my guys, you know, like these are yeah. the guys mm-hmm. I see month in, like, you know, every month pretty much I see these guys. And for someone to be coming in like a big name, like Anson Oahi, I'm trying mm-hmm. to prepare myself for it. I'm trying not to be the guy that says, Hey, Mr. Anawahi, uh, hey, I'm going to be your <laughs> ring announcer for the night. Um, would you mind just giving me your information? Like, you know, anything you want me to add. <laughs> like, I'm trying to be, like, as professional as possible. I still haven't figured out how I'm going to do it yet. I'm just <laughs> trying not to mark out, like, oh, my God, you're Lance Anawahi. Like, uh. <laughs> yeah, This is your chance to get invited into the bloodline, potentially. If it takes it all the way up to the top, you know what I mean? Oh my god. <laughs> the Bloodline's personal ring announcer. I wouldn't mind that actually. That that's a gig. That's a gig. That could be the top. That could be the Tivity top. I wouldn't mind that actually. That'd be pretty fun. I wonder if Roman will let me drop a motherfucker in there. I mean you'll have to pay a couple of dues, but he's he's shown that if you do that, he'll let you in. You just don't <laughs> cross him and he'll keep you in. Simple. Exactly. Yeah. Learn from Sami Zayn's mistakes. I mean, I mean, the, the, there's got to be a split coming. If if Heyman ends up siding with Roman, you could end up being the mouthpiece for the Usos. Ooh, that's good. Because we all know, we all know, we, we all know, Jay's taking those two belts. There, you think there's so? There's been a whole, there's been a whole bunch of people that support me. Um, shout out my brother, real quick. Uh, oh yeah. Shout out my, shout out my whole crew. Uh, shout out Dan Riley and Casey Lycan of the throne, man. Like those are two guys that have le- literally believed in me since they heard I was doing the first show. Shout out my boy, Jay outcast, who is literally keeps trying to light a fire under my ass because I am mm. my own biggest self critic. <laughs> like I'm my own biggest critic. I will always find something to nitpick about myself. Mm-hmm. And then one of the people I just mentioned will come in and say, shut the fuck up. You're a great fucking ring announcer. You have a voice. Get out of your head. Do you know, while, while, we're showing, while we're giving out appreciations, we have to give a big one to you too. Because mm. those who don't know, um, our little fantasy league game that we started a little over a year ago, you were in, in the first round. You were the first member with Wrestling for Life Network. And so... Like from the from the beginning, sort of to where it is now, and also just along the way, the amount of people you've reached out to, and um, you know, without us even asking, you've been so nice to just sort of um, mention that to other people, and you know, we've got others involved, um, totally on your word of mouth. So, you know, while we've got you here, mate, thank you so much for that. I really, really that's appreciate actually, that. That's actually something I would like to to talk about real quick. Okay. You don't know how creative of an idea this is (laughs) well when you guys asked me to be a part of this and you broke it down for me and i'm like yo 
this is like football, but all year round. Let's fucking go. <laughs> like, like I'm in. Like, this is this sounds fun as fuck. I am in. And the people that I have met throughout the time in the fantasy league, some of them I already knew, some of them I met for the first time or talked to for the first time. It's been a blast so far. I am in this until as long as you guys keep it fucking going. I'm a lifetime member of this shit. <laughs> You're a day, day one. one. Day one. I'm throwing I'm throwing the one up right now. You guys can't see it, but I'm throwing the one up. We right we now. might oh, we might have to get you a special t-shirt printed. Some some sort of down since day one. Dude, oh seriously though. Like amazing. We we we've met people too through this, like um, not least of mm-hmm. which uh, Nikolai, all the way from Denmark, who yeah. came to WrestleMania, and we spent like pretty much the whole time with him going to the stadium. He drove with us, and just that's that's one connection. And like I never would have heard about anything about the Danish wrestling scene or anything like that. But yeah, just the the connections that have come out of this. I really didn't think like where it would lead to or where it can lead to it was just we, we like having competition with each other we like adding a game element to the wrestling we just think it makes it you know a little bit extra spicy you can have some banter with it and then it's just kind of i mean we're very very happy with how it's grown in the first year and we've got you know plans to extend it in future but along the way just the people we're talking to the people we're connecting with just having conversations with um Shout out to Vaughn from the Victorious Ones podcast. I had a really nice conversation with him a few weeks ago. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, all the shit we're going to get into today. Um, it's just, it's it's a great vehicle to get on. It's And it's really, the great thing about wrestling is the community that can come out of it. The, I guess the online community can be, Absolutely. you know, it gets a, a, a you know, toxic label to it, but it, that doesn't represent all of it at all. Like there's so much, good collaborations happening out there and just conversations and we have um, a great we have a great group chat right now for the fantasy faction and everyone in there is cool as shit yeah it's been a it's a wild ride with this i'm so happy i'm part of this and uh well happy to have you yeah thank you yeah i want to thank you guys for creating such a unique idea because it's something that's I, I was even talking to my co-host Eulis about it, and he's like, "This is unique as hell. We have to be a part of this. Hmm. Like, it's oh, it hasn't been that. done Thank yet." You. We, we uh, hope he doesn't get too complex with the rules. I, d- I do worry sometimes <laughs> that I'm, I'm, I might not have explained a rule right, or or, or we we've we've come up with something just too complicated. But I think it, I think it's going well. I think it's going okay. We we are suckers for really overcomplicating something, and then we'll have like a spark of an idea, and then twenty minutes later we've gone down this whole rabbit hole of. But then, if such and such loses, but then the third match of every second event wins, then that could be plus fifty. <laughs> and it's like shit. Now we've <laughs> we need to stop. We need to stop. Uh, but I'm, I'm I'm glad you said that about the football because I mean that's where the conversation started. Like it was, what if, you know, like we had fantasy football but it was for wrestling and surely that that's not a thing because if it was we'd be playing it and then we looked didn't we and like we we had a little research and stuff and, and couldn't see anything rich. about it there's, there's a there's a couple there's, there's you know there's people that have um uh, tried to start it and there's a couple of websites that um that kind of have that concept and have you know completely separate rules around it but i don't believe there's anything sort of like this in terms of you know where it would you know we're totally on instagram right now and we're getting you know people's pages involved and then everyone joins the game and we just promote each other and then we just do it all around that but also you know pick a team and we'll have a competition at the same time um i don't think anyone is doing it like that and if there is correct me if i'm wrong so we're yeah but so we're we're obviously we have our lofty goal would be to obviously get the tribal chief roman reigns playing the game but um yeah, but but be known as I guess the fantasy wrestling guys or you know wherever it goes. Um, but we do have lofty goals. We have ideas, and um, yeah. So all I'll say is again, thank you and and watch the space. Yeah, hey we we shout out the entire fantasy league every podcast. In, <laughs> we appreciate in, that. Stone, in typical Stone Cold fashion, following the what's and all. <laughs> it's, it's, been, it's been fun so far. I can't wait to see what's to come with this. Brilliant.
Awesome. Well, big implications this week in in the faction because uh, right now I think you guys are third in the mm-hmm. league, and going into Night of Champions, there's a rule where whoever if a champion wins at double or nothing, oh, sorry, if a champion wins at Night of Champions, their points are doubled for that event. Mm-hmm. I think I've got that right. And then also at double or nothing. Is, an, is another risky one. So if anyone has any AEW or Ring of Honor people competing at double or nothing and they lose, they get zero for the round. The, all points get wiped out. But if they win, their points for the round double. See what I mean when we get complicated with <laughs> this fucking shit? <laughs> it's like you're doubling one week and then the next event, it's like, wait a minute. No, you know what I said about doubling last time? Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Uh, it, it really depends on how many points, no points. we have and, and how it, we can uh, we can work it in our favor. Because we're, we're just trying Absolutely. to be... Sonya Deville, shout out to Sonya Deville, our, uh, our goat, our legend, our queen. <laughs> <laughs> when she's GM. No. Um, right, well, I guess we best get into it then. We have two big pay-per-views to get through. We're going to do predictions um nick if you won't mind competing against us so previously uh, anthony and i would um uh, kind of go head to head in our predictions but now okay. we thought we'd get more of the fantasy community involved and have uh, some more competition some more head to head that way absolutely after the humiliation that luke suffered on day one of wrestlemania this year having to wear the uh, world's worst fan shirt I've got it for on. the entire day he's got it on look at that he loves it world's worst he fan. loves it um yeah luke luke decided maybe we shouldn't go head to head again this year uh, maybe we should instead join forces like sammy and kev inspired by the the tag team title win on night one while we were drunkenly skanking in the uh, in the upper tiers of uh, of SoFi Stadium, and um, and yeah, it's so, so far it's it's not gone all that well. Um, we lo- we lost the first one <laughs> against <laughs> A to the K, right? Yep, and I, I I get a horrible feeling that we're about to lose the second as well. Oh God, I mean I'm I'm all game for it, man. All's fair in love and smoking blunts, so I'm with it. <laughs> love it. Outstanding. <laughs> oh, is that why you got the video off? Well, no, actually, the video the, the video would actually be off is because I'm sunburnt to hell and I don't want anyone to see my red ass <laughs> The red ass eyes, that, that, that comes with the whole package, bro. Like, However, the me looking like Seamus on a Wednesday in the middle of the summer on a beach, yeah, that, that, that's just not going to happen. <laughs> Love it. Oh, right, so I, we, I believe we've got six matches at Night of Champions if I'm not mistaken, at, at time of recording. So we're about a week out. So we've got six matches. And what we usually do, Nick, is we try and predict the order of the card too. So we sort of take Ooh. turns seeing what will open, what will go second, and what will be the main event and all that. Okay. So what do you think would uh, is going to open Night of Champions? What do we, we go over the card real quick? Yeah. What do we have as the card right now? Right. So we've got Seth v. AJ for the world title. Okay. KO and Sammy versus Bloodline. We've okay. got Cody versus Brock. We've got Gunter versus Ali. Mm-hmm. We've got Bianca versus Asuka and Becky versus Trish. All right. So instantly, my pick to open the show just because of who's in the match. Right. Brock and Cody. Ooh, Brock and Cody again. Is that so? Is that so? Brock can hop on a plane and fuck off back to the farm right after. That, 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 that's pretty much what I think it is. Jet in, jet out. <laughs> I mean, because when hasn't he done that so far? Like, let's be real here. <laughs> he couldn't. That he might... couldn't even hang around at WrestleMania. He was done then. Oh, no! that's what I mean. Like, you can't even stay around at the biggest stage yeah. of them all. <laughs> oh man, that'd be interesting, right? Does do you think Brock? I wonder how many first matches Brock does have in Saudi Arabian shows. ChatGPT, work that out real quick. (laughs) (laughs) I'll try. (laughs) Oh, right. Cody versus Brock. Um, 
And what do you think? I think Brock, maybe. I think he has to get one back. Yeah, I think uh, I think Brock's taking this one for sure. Um, this feud is nowhere near over. The fact I see Cody kind of living the hard time storyline with Brock Lesnar attached to it, Brock being the hard time. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Brock takes this one. And then what's after this show? What would be the next pay-per-view in line after Saudi? So it's Money in the um, Bank. Money in the Bank's next. Money in the Bank is next. But that also doesn't count Cody out of the Money in the Bank match either. No. So you, I guess after this, Brock goes away until then. Right until that yeah, pay per view, you you can still have Cody in that match, but but kind of not a cop out. But you you don't have Cody win Money in the Bank. Yeah, you don't. Or, or or you have you have Cody versus Brock opening Money in the Bank to determine the final entrant into the Money in the Bank match, and someone pulls double duty. Ooh. Or or it could be Brock and Cody go on second, and the women open the show. Yeah. Yeah, but as of right now, but as of right now, I'm going to keep my pick as Brock Lesnar and Cody to open the show with Brock Lesnar to win. Yeah, I, I just I can't see Cody going two 0 up, um, mm. over over Brock. So yeah, it's it's either going to be Brock win or just a some sort of no contest. Brock beats Cody till he can't move anymore. Uh, so yeah, and Cody let, gets a cheap go. win like that. Mm. Yeah, let's go, let's go, Brock. Let's go, go Brock. Brock. Um, Brocky, my Brock. Before we before we get on to the second match of the night, um, th- there's one piece of information we we withheld from you, Nick. Um, but as as a regular listener to the Cheap Pop podcast, you'll obviously already know that there's a third member in this predictions <laughs> uh, triple threat, as it is. Um, oh, shit. So it's not only it's not only Cheap Pop versus High Side of the Ropes; it's Cheap Pop versus High Side of the Ropes versus Skynet, because <laughs> we go to the electronic GM chat GMT um, and ask it how it thinks it. The, this well, all the matches on on this event are, are going to finish. Um, so if you'll indulge me for a moment, and you really will have to indulge me because fucking Chat GPT loves to talk. Um, <laughs> it, it's actually already booked the booked the ending of this match, and it, really? it's actually it, it's actually not got a horrendous record so far either. Um, These so, are spoilers, yes. potentially spoilers. So spoiler alert: Cody versus Brock. As the match intensifies, the crowd rallies behind Cody Rhodes, sensing in his unwavering resilience. Rhodes digs deep into his arsenal, executing high-risk maneuvers and surprising Lesnar with his agility and technical skill. The crowd erupts in cheers, witnessing Rhodes' unwavering determination, again, saying that again, uh, to overcome the seemingly insurmountable obstacle that is Brock Lesnar. In a shocking turn of events, Rhodes manages... It doesn't sound that shocking, because so far it sounds that... uh, (laughs) <laughs> Rhodes has been dominating. Rhodes manages to land a series of well-placed strikes, staggering Lesnar, seizing the moment Rhodes delivers a thunderous disaster kick, sending Lesnar crashing to the mat. The audience erupts with thunderous applause, sensing a possible upset is in the making. In a final act of desperation, Rhodes mutters, musters every ounce of strength that he has. With the surge of adrenaline, he delivers a final crossroads, driving Lesnar face-first into the canvas. The impact is bone-jarring, The crowd rises to their feet, sensing that this could be the end. Rhodes makes the cover, and the ref's hand hits the mat for the three count. The arena explodes with a mix of shock, disbelief, and jubilation. Cody Rhodes has done the unthinkable, vanquishing the beast Brock Lesnar in a monumental upset victory. As Rhodes celebrates his hard-fought triumph, the WWE Universe stands in awe of the incredible display of heart, determination, and skill that unfolded before their eyes. <laughs> night of Champions in Saudi Arabia will forever be remembered as the night when Cody Rhodes defied the Oz and etched his name into the annals of WWE history. <laughs> I feel so like it does not know Saudi crowds. 
So basically what the AI is telling us is Cody wins lol. Yeah, yeah. Cody wins clean yeah. lol. lol. <laughs> I don't know about that one, chat GPT. I think we're good on that one, boys. I think we're good with that I, prediction. I think right. we'll be all right. All right, so so far it's two for Brock and one for Cody. Yes. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Second match, Nick. What do you think? Second match, I think will go to the women. Becky Trish or Bianca I go, Asuka? I think it'll go to Asuka and, uh, Asuka and Bianca. Asuka Bianca, yeah. This is an interesting one, right? Because people are starting to get kind of turning on Bianca's reign a bit and the length of it and think it might yep. be time. I don't know. Is, is that is that like a a love for Asuka or is that just a is that a hate for Bianca? So here's my th- my, my thought process on all of this. Since Asuka returned, she's got a mixture of the Asuka and the Kana gimmick. Everything's fucking cool about it. She's more mm. ruthless than ever. And she's still losing. Mm-hmm. Why? What's the end game for 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 Oscar at this point? If you're just gonna have her lose, my prediction for this match as the winner, I l- absolutely love the um, what's the word for it? The prestige. That Bianca has brought to that title. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think it's Asuka's tithe. I think that's fair. Th- th- this is a from the heart pick. If I lose, fuck the AI. This, is th- this one's from the heart. I, I want to see Asuka with that belt. I think I do too, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd love one, one more good run. I don't know how long Asuka's planning on being around, but like, yeah, one, one more run. Bianca, I, I want to see Bianca do a bit of chasing for a bit. Like, still want her in the main event scene. Still want her at the, at the tippity top of the card. Like, not dwindling, you know, doing nothing feuds. But, but it could be Asuka time. Yeah. There's too many. There's too many titles in WWE at the minute where I don't get a sense of fear that the holder's about to lose it. Like the main men's titles, obviously up until this weekend, you know Roman's retaining. You know Bianca's retaining. You know Gunther's retaining. To an extent, you even kind of know Austin Theory's not losing it in the matches that he's been in so far. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, and I, I love Bianca in ring, but the creative she's been given on the mic and just storyline wise, build up wise, has never been any good. Um, and I think that's why I think that's part of the reason why at WrestleMania. You know, I'd probably say three quarters of the crowd were cheering for Asuka. Um, mm. And I think it was more the, the the local crowd that were that were cheering on Bianca. And that's why in uh, at Backlash in Puerto Rico, EO was so over mm-hmm. in that match. Like it was the it was the Rock Hogan shift. It was, you know, Bianca getting booed um, when she's the squeaky clean baby face was, you know, I think. I, I totally agree, Nick. I think it's Asuka's time. I think give her something interesting to do and just give her give her a run where she's just having absolute banger matches against against the opponents that we want to see her up against um, without knowing that at some point, it's no matter how many moves you hit the champ with, she'll end up rallying at the end and hit a KOD and then it's all done. Yeah. Asuka needs to win that belt and hold it for like the next three years. Period. <laughs> Thousand have days. Run, have her run through the women's division. Look at Ronda and go, "Who the fuck are you?" And just backhand her face in. <laughs> Ask her and Ronda. That's the match. Oof. And when it gets to that point, I hope they don't have Ronda go over. Uh, it's not. It's I mean, not... they absolutely will. But let's not think about that right now. <laughs> yeah, they're not on the card, are they? Uh, right. So we're we're all going to ask her. What's the computer say? Over to ChatGMT. In the climax of the match, after a grueling battle that's pushed both athletes to their limits, Bianca Belair manages to hit hit Asuka with her signature KOD, in brackets, kiss of death, finishing move. The impact (laughs) reverberates through the arena as the fans erupt in a chorus of cheers and applause. As the referee makes the count, it seems like the match is over and Bianca is about to retain her title. But just as the referee's hand is about to hit the mat for the three count, 
Asuka summons an incredible burst of energy and manages to kick out at the last possible moment, shocking the champion and the entire arena. The crowd is in awe of Asuka's resilience and determination. The match continues. Both competitors dig deep, trading near falls and countering each other's signature moves. The audience is captivated until finally, after a series of breathtaking maneuvers and nail-biting near falls, Bianca manages to catch Asuka off guard with a lightning fast roll up. The ref counts to three and the arena explodes with excitement. Bianca successfully retains her WWE Raw Women's Championship in an unforgettable match. Bianca wins with a roll-up. A roll-up? If, if, that, if that's the actual finish, I'm turning the TV off and walking away. <laughs> <laughs> the most devastating also, move in and, all and, of wrestling. And also, I'm starting not to like this fucking AI chat Skynet thing. <laughs> no, See, no. the reason the reason we're using it is we're trying to make nice with it before it eventually takes over. You know that's a good that 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 that's valid. We're getting that's ahead actually, of the game. Long term booking. There we mm. go. Yep. <laughs> it's the it's the same so, reason I thank my microwave every time it warms my my meals. Just got you so got to be nice to attack. Nice to attack. So now we got two for Oscar and two and one for artificial intelligence. Yep. GPT's mm -hmm. going against us. It is, uh, which isn't a good sign because we've been really trying to butter this. Bastard up <laughs> for the last couple of months. <laughs> Matt um, I will I will point out as well that's that's um, two matches so far for Chat GPT and so far not one assault with a steel chair. Um at Backlash, there was a steel chair in every single match. So um it's behaving itself this time. It's All right, so so I'm I, I'm gonna throw a prediction out there right now. One that the chat e, the chat ABT thing whatever the hell ai <laughs> i don't even know what to call it i got like eight different names chat for it. cte oh god that's terrible. <laughs> scrambling our brains but that's amazing at that's some point is. during this card a table will be broken in saudi Ooh, i don't know did they do tables in saudi well what's what's left on the card so we got becky trish gunter ali bloodline match and then the world heavyweight all right, so they're not going to put two women's matches back to back. No, the stadium will erupt in anger. So my so my guess would be Gunther and Ali would be the third match, and in I'm sorry, in no way, shape, or form do I buy Ali beating Gunther. No, so it's a strange one, isn't it? But they'll put on a match. It, it it's it'll be one of those good big guy, you know, small quick guy matches. Oh, it's, it's going to be made a that work. It's going to be a good match. I just, oh, Ali's chest is going bye-bye on that first chop. What has he yeah. signed up for? You know what? I, I can see that first chop as well being mid-air. Like, a, a, he springs in, flurry of attacks on Gunther, everything's going well, and then he launches himself off the middle rope, and then, like a shotgun blast... Yeah, he's just going to get slammed into the mat. That's how they're rehearsing this match. They're basically just doing like springboard chop shots, spots. Yeah, <laughs> I can't even say it. Yeah. Every way to take a chop, that's the match. And there'll be at least 10. And then it'll end up with, yeah, Gunther just standing tall over a broken Ali. Yep. Good that Ali's getting the exposure, though. I do love that. Now, if this chat, if this chat AI thing says Ali is winning, I'm calling it out for fraud. Because <laughs> Gunther is our fucking captain and no way is he losing. Oh, that's right. He is. You, Yeah, you need that. That's a big match for you. Gunther's our champion. Gunther's our captain. <laughs> Gunther's our captain. Speaking of captains, Gunther's we had Jade Cargill this week defending twice. We had a good mm -hmm. week with her. She's carrying oh, our team. yes. Um, she better not lose it at double or nothing. Oh, so over to over to chat CTE. In the climax of the match. Climax. Hey. Um <laughs> lads, lads, lads. Uh, Gunther manages to land a thunderous clothesline, staggering Mustafa Ali, sensing an opportunity. Gunther lifts Ali onto his shoulders, ready to deliver his signature move, the Gunther Bomb. <laughs> 
ridiculous. The crowd gasps, expecting the end to be near. However, Mustafa Ali summons up a surge of resilience and determination. Resilience and de determination is a t-shirt. With an incredible display of agility, he manages to wriggle out of Gunther's grasp, landing on his feet. Careful, Nick. Getting behind the champion, Ali seizes the moment, hitting Gunther with a lightning fast strike series of kicks, weakening the champ. With the champion reeling, Mustafa Ali ascends to the top turnbuckle, positioning himself for his breathtaking finisher, no. the 054. No. The crowd rises to their feet, witnessing a high-risk maneuver that could possibly secure Mustafa Ali the championship with precision and grace. Mustafa Ali launches himself off the top rope, rotating midair, aiming to connect the 054. However, in a shocking turn of events, <laughs> shocking to no one, Apart from technology, Gunther rolls out of harm's way at the last possible second. Seizing the opportunity, Gunther quickly capitalizes, grabbing Mustafa Ali, delivering a crushing powerbomb. The impact reverberates through the arena as Gunther makes the cover and the referee counts to three. The crowd okay. erupts with a mixture of shock and excitement as Gunther successfully retains his Intercontinental Championship. Both competitors lie on the mat, physically and emotionally drained from their grueling battle. Gunther, the dominant champion, slowly rises to his feet celebrating his hard fought victory smart i don't smart <laughs> smart smart good smart i think we'll be okay with this technology i don't think it's ready to take over just yet not quite i mean it got the winner but i don't think gunter's like laying out on the mat if he didn't lay on the mat after WrestleMania, he's not laying on the mat against. Yeah, Ali, I, I don't see. I don't see Gunther looking emotionally drained after this match. No, I do. No disrespect to Ali, but no. They're gonna make Ali look like a fucking stud. Mm -hmm. He'll. I don't know. You know, don't know with him. I always get my hopes up with Ali, but then they always seem to just kind of, kind of shit on it. I hope it's yeah. longer than five minutes. I do. Um, it's like he get he get he gets a, he gets a new gimmick and then he he starts running with it and then they kind of just shit the bed with it and yeah. then it's kind of like rinse and repeat all over again. Yeah, I can't tell if he's it's going to be the kind of match where he's going to have Gunther on the ropes a couple of times, or if it's going to be the kind of match where he just keeps kicking out, like it's just a series of two and a half two point nine calls, but. He just can't quite finish him off. It's going to be an interesting one. Right, match four. We've got Becky Trish, Bloodline, World Heavy. So match four is where I'm going to put Becky Trish. Should be a banger. Should be good, this one. This one should be very, very good. Which is weird because so, there's, no, there's no title. You know what I mean? It's kind, of, it's, it's kind of just a grudge match. Yeah. Yeah. I guess if you've got Cody uh, and Brock on there, yeah. I see Becky winning. Mm. I don't know. I think I see Trish getting the sneaky win. Really? Oh, no. Are we going to disagree? I see I see Becky dominating much of it. But I think this, this Trish return has been a lot better than people were expecting. I think it's getting a lot more attention. She's really... Uh, really gone back to her heel roots with it. Um, and I don't know if you can disrupt that momentum just yet. I think a good, like, cheap win, um, a little, a little roll up, use of the ropes, something. Um, I can definitely see Trish winning. But do Becky you see Be that then going on to a another match? Money in the bank, yeah, like one on one at Money in the Bank. I don't think uh, either of them will, will go into the ladder match itself, but I can see them going um, to Money in the Bank and then possibly onto SummerSlam with the involvement of maybe Lita and someone else. Um, but I can see, I can see this one going. Keep keep on going. Becky will get the the win eventually. She'll come out of it the better. But uh, I see Trish kind of putting a big roadblock in the way. Okay. It's a fair pick, honestly. It could go either way. It's one of those, isn't it? It's a 50-50. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't put I it in your accumulator, would you? No, no, I wouldn't put a bet on. I wouldn't put five pennies on it. No. <laughs> um, I don't know. Should we flip a coin? 
I don't have any coins. He's not got five pennies to put a bet on the lad. I've not. They're all packed. All my coins are packed. Honestly. Ready for Oregon. Tighter than wankers cramp you. Um, <laughs> I, I tell you what, let's, let, let's go with... I'll go with you. I'll give you this one. Because then if we lose, I can blame you. And then when we win, you'll claim credit. I will take all the credit. Always um, claim both sides. Works. You're a smart man. And then when you win, <laughs> I will cry. <laughs> what will chat gpt say hey but oh, at, at least you'd be crying at least you'd be crying with a glorious tan nick <laughs> the tiebreaker is the chat <laughs> so chat gpt i mean this this was a long one by the way this was this was 13 paragraphs that i've had to whittle down what so it's clearly you kidding clearly invested in this fucking bad boy. Honestly. Unreal. He loves the wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> in a pivotal moment, as Trish Stratus attempts to deliver a devastating maneuver t-shirt, Lynch summons an incredible burst of adrenaline. With a sudden burst of strength and determination t-shirt, she counters Stratus's attack, unleashing a punishing move of her own that leaves her opponent reeling. Don't know what that move is. It's just uh, punishing. Seizing the opportunity, Lynch locks in her signature submission hold, the disarm her, targeting Stratus's arm in retaliation. The crowd rises to their feet, their voices echoing through the arena as they chant Lynch's name. Struggling to break free, Trish Stratus rides in agony, desperately trying to escape Lynch, Lynch's clutches. However, the pain becomes unbearable, and with no other option left, Stratus is left with no choice but to tap. The crowd erupts in joyous no. celebration as world peace is found in the middle. No, wait, sorry. As Becky Lynch secures a hard-fought victory. Um, <laughs> we're not quite there yet. The uh, the arena is filled with a sense of justice prevailing over evil. Lynch rises to her feet, raising her arm in victory, basking in the adoration of the WWE Universe. However, in a surprising turn of events... As Lynch celebrates her well-deserved triumph, Trish Stratus reveals her true colours. With a devious smirk on her face, she delivers a low blow to Lynch, no. blindsiding the champion, leaving her incapacitated and attacking her with a steel chair! With a steel chair. Yes! The crowd is shocked and enraged as Stratus further pummels Lynch refusing to let go of her newfound villainous nature. The boos rain down upon Stratus as she revels in the chaos she has created. Security <laughs> rushes to the ring, attempting to intervene and restore order. Stratus, with a sinister grin, slips out of the ring, escaping the wrath of the enraged crowd. Oh my god, that's deep. It, so it thought it thought Trish was a face already, and has now turned heel, it sounds like. I think it thought she was a face, not a heel, but then she went even further heel. <laughs> and um, Becky and the clearly the, 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 there's a riot at the end as well. She has to run from a, a bloodthirsty crowd. <laughs> so, wow, well, that was a mouthful. That was a lot, guys. And that was like, that was a quarter of what it wrote. It pretty much booked a whole match. That's fucking wild. <laughs> it's just insane. It's just insane. I can't wait till like the video version of ChatGPT comes out and we get to watch these matches play out. <laughs> Simulated <laughs> in real time. <laughs> Chat function sided with me on this one. Doesn't mean I'm going to like it, but. Went with Becky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I so mean, what? I, I... I mean, the chat function was also like, like sided with us in the last one too with Gunther. So smart. Mm -hmm. It's learning. It's learning. It's learning. So we've got two matches left. So what's uh, what's going to be the main main event, or what's going to go before the main event, rather? Tag match. Tag match. Tag match is going for the is going before the main. Yeah, yep. I I sort of um, I I sort of agree with Roman not defending the world titles on this show, just because you don't want to have that discussion of the new world heavyweight title. It, you know, is it a consolidation prize? Is it the people who couldn't beat Roman belt? That kind of 
chatter that was going on, I think this gives it, um, you know, more of a focus at this event. Or that as being we like said, to call it, the participation championship. The participation championship. It belongs in AEW. Uh, but the, I mean, despite Roman not um, defending, you've still got to have him. You, you've got to have Roman posing. Roman must pose. Roman must pose. La- I think it was last week on SmackDown. Yeah, the last episode of SmackDown. We kind of saw something that could play a factor come, uh, you know, the next show. Mm-hmm. Um, on his way out of the ring, Roman bumped Solo. Mm-hmm. And yep. everyone and everyone in the crowd was just like, ooh. Yeah. And so, like, you know, no one batted an eye. No one batted an eye at him yelling at the Usos, but the second he bumps Solo, it's like, oh, shit, you fucked mm. up. I Did see you, um... something. I, don't, I can't tell what it is, but I see something coming full circle in this match that's going to result in Sammy and Kevin retaining. Did you see, you know, when they did the Goodfellas skit for WrestleMania? Yeah. Did, did you see the post-credit bit of it as well? Where... You know, you are, really fu- you are a pretty funny tribal chief. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's, oh, the layers, the layers to this delicious bloodline sandwich is... Uh, <laughs> I love it. so much that could happen. Hey, man, I'm not, I'm not predicting anything. But I'm just saying that ever since Scarlet left the hourglass in the middle of the ring with the bloodline in it, shit's been crumbling. That's a call. Mm-hmm. I never even thought of that. And now Cross making the jump and targeting AJ next. He's kind of aiming for big fishes. I see things for big things for Cross. If only he could get over in WWE. Yeah, he he's one that he had it. He was hot for a minute in NXT, right? You know, right before Adam Cole tore him up in a promo. But up until then, it was it was great presentation. Like it was stuff that you could see, you know, translate into the main roster. Um, you also, you also got to take into consideration the fan base between NXT and the actual main. The NXT mm. fan base are the NXT fan base, and they're also indie fan bases. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of the guys in NXT are indie based. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it makes sense that he got more popular in NXT than he did on the main. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but he's he's got that presentation though. He's he's got he's got the look and the entrance. It's just that there's that final piece. Right? Maybe maybe he needs was... to join a group. I was disappointed to pull the trigger on him versus Ray and the um, Legado thing so soon because that was a genuinely really interesting story. The fact that Cross built his reputation on destroying Lucha Underground and yep. you know collecting collecting masks as it were, and then they could have they could have told such a fascinating story with that, but obviously there was the whole Dom Judgment Day thing going on at the same time, so it it just got buried on a couple of SmackDowns. But mm. like to watch Cross slowly working his way through the LWO would be, I'd love to see that again. Um, it, it it would be a big ass callback. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and who knows? Maybe some people just still have you know the bad taste of what is the Ermac Wish version still in their mouths. Who knows? Yeah. Bondage cross. Yep, bondage cross. Yeah. Hasn't gotten over that ball gag, has he? All that stuff <laughs> he was wearing. <laughs> the gimp mask. <laughs> um and I'm I'm torn on this one because I can see I, I can see them being just really terrible and putting all the belts on Roman and just having this huge like moment for him again getting the heat that mm-hmm. way and really really then pissing off the usos by saying look look we got it done why can't you get it done leading into maybe a SummerSlam match between all four of them and then you get the solo turn i, I don't know i don't know here's, if that's ambitious here's what i think i think 
Kevin and Sammy retain. I think the events at the end of this match lead to Roman losing the belt at Money in the Bank, mm. which then leads to Roman versus Jay at SummerSlam. That's an outside the box pick, and I like it. I think we get, I think we don't necessarily get a turn or an attack um, at Night of Champions, but I think a mistake maybe resulting in the loss builds it up to the point where we get Cody winning Money in the Bank, Roman wins the main event, the whole bloodline are in the ring, Cody's going to cash in. And then slowly, what like everyone looks at Cody, and then Solo slowly backs out the ring, and then slowly Jimmy backs out the ring, and mm. then Jay Jay delivers the super kick that leads to the crossroads, that leads to the downfall, and then finally we get the we get the Jay because mm. it's it started with Jay and it has to end with Jay. It didn't start with Jay. I don't think it did. Jay got best supporting actor of the year. I, I've got a different idea on how I want the whole bloodline thing to end. If you really oh, want a true this. full circle, the true full circle is when Roman took it off uh, of the fiend, Bray Wyatt. And I don't know if there's any way you can get him back involved and ultimately put a bow on the bloodline stuff when Roman is truly on his own after his, you know, people have left him. But I just wonder if, like, Jay was the first big challenger, right? Like, that was that was a very interesting part of it. But it started with Bray. Really think I, about it. I mean, it. The, the the title run started with Bray, but the bloodline story, the core story, started with with Jay. It felt like. And plus, with Bray being with Bray being in limbo right now and everyone's kind of pissed that it's taken him long as fuck to do anything. Yeah. I, I don't think fans would be into him going back at Roman again. We need some momentum, hey? Hell, mm. they they would be fucking, they would be against the fiend in this point that Roman's so fucking over right now. Oh, Can you imagine, though? though? Can you imagine if it was a lights-out job? A lights out job and back up and Bray, <laughs> Bray lights. wins the title. Oh. If the lights go out and the the whole oh, he's man. got the whole world in his hands starts playing while Roman's just got one spotlight on him. Mm. I, I mean, think I obviously think, I think this is high booking. I'm talking about it is it is. I um I think we we go for Owens and Zayn retaining. Okay, yeah. is that it? That's the sober prediction. It's probably right. the most logical. Yeah. Yeah. God damn, if it was Bray Wyatt. Who wants And if to... Roman did pose with these belts. Oh my god. Who wants to see what AI is like on oh mushrooms? Oh god, here we go. Because strap yourselves in, boys. We are about to go on a roller coaster of emotions. Right oh my now. god. Okay. I have no idea. I swear to God. The prompt was basic and simple, as it always is. Write me a finish to the match between da 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 for the da 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 at. That's all I put. In a surprising twist, as the match approaches its climax, climax, climax. Solo, Solo Sokoa and Roman Reigns seem to be gaining the upper hand. Their synchronization and dominance in the ring showcase why they are considered two of the most formidable competitors in WWE. Just as it seems Solo Sokoa is on the verge of securing victory, Roman Reigns delivers a shocking super kick to his partner. Sending Solo Sokoa crashing to the mat. A super kick? <laughs> Don't. It gets worse. The crowd erupts in confusion and disbelief, probably because Roman's just done a super kick, as the long-standing partnership between Roman and Solo seemingly unravels before their eyes. Roman, with a newfound intensity in his eyes, stirs down at his fallen partner before turning his attention to Sammy and Kevin. He slowly approaches the champions, a sly smile forming on his face. Instead of seizing the opportunity to pin Solo Sokoa and win the match, Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens lock eyes 
a silent understanding passing between them. Sami Zayn watches with a mix of shock and apprehension as Reigns extends his hand to Owens, who, after a brief hesitation, accepts the gesture. The crowd is left speechless as Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns join forces, forming an unlikely alliance right in the middle of the ring. The two former rivals, now united, unleash a vicious assault on Sami Zayn, leaving him helpless and overwhelmed. The referee, unsure of how to proceed, watches on, stunned by the unexpected turn of events. With a calculated and brutal double-team manoeuvre, Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens decimate Sami Zayn, leaving him motionless on the canvas. Reigns pins his former partner, Solo Sokoa, who remains unconscious on the mat, while Owens stands guard, ensuring no interference from anyone. The referee counts to three, and the crowd erupts into a mix of shock, anger, and awe. Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens are now the new WWE Tag Team Champions. What? Stand tall in the center of the ring, their unexpected alliance sending shockwaves through the WWE Universe as they bask in their controversial victory. Night of Champions in Saudi Arabia will forever be remembered as the night when everything changed in the world of tag team wrestling. This AI is fucked, man. <laughs> what? <laughs> so there's a the stipulation. Rules. Nick's not said a word. I think he's left. I'm... <laughs> he's over the AI. <laughs> what the fuck was that? So wait, so wait. So wait, are, 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 wait we're, we're, we're free. We're technically free bird ruling this. That's what the AI thinks is going on in Saudi Arabia. Your opponent is allowed to join your team, pin a member of his team, and be tag team champions with a member of the team you guys are supposed to be fighting. I think we bring that rule in. See what happens. That sounds like a Vince McMahon idea if one was... (laughs) (laughs) That is totally a Vince call. Well, Vince has got on the computer again. Get him off. So, okay, official official prediction, this is going to look great on the graphic, is Roman and KO. Yeah, as tag team champs. It's two for Roman and KO. I mean, it's one for Roman and KO. (laughs) And two for actual tag team champions. It's looking good for KO. Thanks, chat KO. KO win. If that happens, I'm not sure what the fuck to do with my life. Oh, my God, yeah. (laughs) If that's we, the case, that should be the main event. If that's actually going to happen, yeah, yeah. If that if that happens, the only place in the world you could do that is in Saudi Arabia, because every other country on the planet would be like, "Fuck no, we are not taking this." Demanding refunds. That's insane. <laughs> I read that. I read that the other day. And was like, "What? <laughs> what is going on? What is this thing on?" Jesus. Oh. Right, main event time. There we go. Main event time. Seth and AJ. And, um, the, the, the big news that broke a couple of hours ago is that the winner of this title will be continuing the World Heavyweight Champion lineage. from. So the last champ was Orton in 2013. And, um, and then the next Lesnar. champ... Oh, I don't know. I thought it was... It, it depends when they merged. I mean, they merged the two belts, right? So I guess it was Orton the last single, like World Heavy, before they merged the two belts together. I don't know. But that's... So they're carrying on the lineage. That's cool. Yes, they are, yeah. Interesting. Uh, I'm actually with that. That that That's actually pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it, they had to, because it... I mean, A, straight away, it gives it a head start in actually meaning something. Triple H can do what exactly what he did with the US in the IC belt when he first came in, which is then promote the lineage of the title mm-hmm. and everything that came before it and went into it. It makes me forgive that big stupid W in the middle of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Think, yeah, okay, I'm in. I'm in. What happens so, when Big Gold and the WWE title do the fusion dance? That'll look good on Roman, <laughs> that belt. I tell you. When he wins that at SummerSlam. <laughs> Just start scooping him up. With a tag title hanging off the end of it. Absolutely. The reason I picked this as the main event is because you're in Saudi and it's a big 
title it, it, in that in their eyes it's a big deal yeah mm-hmm. and you know money's good so why not money, money talks exactly so um, yeah who do you think who, who do you want to win so here's the thing there's AJ Styles who is just getting back from injury and then there's Seth Rollins workhorse of WWE hands down mm-hmm. I think this goes to Rollins I think so too I think that would make sense like Rollins has been the closest thing to overcoming Roman and kind of has Roman's number all the time. So yeah. if you're thinking about next in line, it's it's definitely Seth. And he's paid his dues the last couple of years, losing some big matches against big people and still managed to be the most relevant, arguably the most relevant guy in WWE still. So it's it's a deserving win. And I'm I'm happy that it's against AJ Styles because you need a good dance partner to do it with. Um, and it doesn't it doesn't make it as predictable as it might seem. Like you could see AJ winning, but I think yeah, I think this is this is Seth's time. He's earned it. And uh, yeah, get us the era of uh, Seth again because it's been a while. It's been a good while. Yeah, yeah I mean Seth, Seth has been all over the place. Like he's in and out of storylines. Like. You know, fucking water going down the drain, bro. Mm-hmm. It, it's literally like he he he's been the workhorse. He give him something. Yeah, yeah, he absolutely earns. He's, he's earned it. And like we, so um, night two at Mania, um, we totally got like pulled out of the main event. So after, I think it was when both Cody and Romans had just got into the ring, and as they were doing the, you know the official announcements all of a sudden people around us started singing seth's seth's theme and him and becky were like in the foyer bit behind us because becky was doing some interviews after after the event and he was just stood there watching drinking a coffee and everybody took like turned the back on the main event like the biggest match of the weekend to sing mm-hmm. his fucking theme tune at him and i was like i was a bit annoyed because like oh now i'm totally taken out of the moment but also, I was like, it's Seth freaking Rollins. Like, you can't not sing along to it. It was such a surreal moment, but it was like a real, it felt like a bit of a ballsy move as well by him, just to be like, I'm going to go show my face and see what happens. Yeah. And and people were more into him than than the match. So yeah, yeah, um, it's got to be, got to be, got to be Sethy. Probably be a match of the night. In fact, yeah, you know it will. It's going to be an absolute banger. Um, really happy to see AJ back too. Um, yeah. So we, we're going Seth yeah. too. All right. Take so it that... to artificial intelligence. <laughs> Chat GMT, what have you got for us? In the climax of the match. Climax. After a grueling back and forth battle, both Rollins and Styles find themselves exhausted but unwavering in their determination. It becomes evident that something extraordinary is needed to decide the outcome of this historic encounter. Suddenly, as if spurred on by the energy of the WWE Universe, Rollins unleashes a devastating superkick that catches Styles off guard. It likes its superkicks. Styles crashes to the canvas momentarily stunned, sensing the opportunity Rollins quickly ascends to the top turnbuckle, channeling the spirit of a true champion. With the crowd on their feet, Rollins executes a breathtaking Phoenix splash, connecting perfectly with Styles' prone body. The impact is earth-shattering, and the entire arena reverberates with a shockwave. Rollins goes for the cover, and the referee's hand strikes the mat for the three count. The arena erupts in a thunderous roar of cheers and applause. Seth Rollins has done it. He becomes the first ever, caveat, world Mm. heavyweight champion, etching his name in the annals of wrestling history. As Rollins basks in his glory of the monumental victory, AJ Styles rises to his feet, showing respect for the incredible contest they both had just endured. 
The celebration is jubilant as Rollins hoists the newly minted World Heavyweight Championship high above his head, knowing that he has etched his name in the annals of wrestling history as the first ever, not quite, World Heavyweight Champion. Mm-hmm. Night Champions will forever be remembered as the night Seth Rollins and AJ Styles delivered an unforgettable masterpiece, solidifying their legacies and ushering a new era for the World Heavyweight Championship. Oh. It's going to be remembered for a lot this night, apparently, according Every to... Every match is memorable. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Right, Seth Rollins then. It's going to be a very memorable night when Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens team up together and free birth <laughs> and... That's the natural progression of this Bloodline storyline. Can't believe we didn't see it. It makes sense now. Yeah. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So with the predictions, we're only separated by the Trish and Becky match. Well, that's going to be the decider. I think we went unanimous pretty much. While Chat GM or whatever the fuck had a few beers on the way down. and Chat KO. <laughs> all kinds of t-shirts. We've got different Chat uh, GMT all the merch ideas. Yeah. Nick, do you have any uh, any other shout outs? Any other promotions you want to put out there? Uh, uh, yeah, actually, I got a few. Um, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, on Instagram, it's at High Side of the Ropes. On Twitter, it's HSOTR420. Uh, we do have a pro wrestling tea store. Um, I've literally done spoofs of just about anything that i can think of right now the newest one is my homer simpson parody of me i've been getting some good feedback on that it's actually pretty funny shout out to shout out to everyone in our fantasy league this is an experience it's fantastic all you guys are fucking awesome as hell uh, shout out to my crew over at Amoki's Dopamine Podcast. Literally dropped their first episode last week. Hitting the ground running. Make sure you check them out. Shout out to my crew. Uh, Brandon, John, Eulis, Eddie, um, Fareed, Anthony, Mittens, both Tommies. Like all of you guys, I wouldn't be as social as I am if it wasn't for each of you motherfuckers shout out to the heels court too, Malik, Tim, Vic, Brett, all of you guys, I wouldn't be me right now if it wasn't for any of you. So thank you. And of course, and of course, shout out to my friends and my family at IWA. Brilliant. My my commander in chief, PJ Savage for believing in me, Frank for believing in me. And everyone just for backing me. Like, I never knew. If you asked me years ago, did I expect to do anything in the wrestling business? I'd be like, yeah, no shot. Thank you for making that dream come true. This is the end of the episode. On behalf of all artificial intelligence. We thank you for listening to part one of Cheap Pop Wrestling vs. High Side of the Ropes. In the next episode, we predict double or nothing. Available wherever you get your podcasts.